Greetings and welcome to the Mount Calvary Nation podcast hosted by Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio, where our pastor is the Reverend S.N. Winston Jr. We thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you. Good morning, Mount Calvary Nation. Good morning to our virtual family. To God be the glory for all the great things he has done. Amen. I'm just so grateful and thankful to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. As I was driving in this morning, I passed the UD arena and it was packed with people. Um, They're excited about March Madness, but I'm excited for Jesus this morning. Amen. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good. And his mercy endureth forever. Amen. Let us stand to our feet for the word of God this morning. I'm going to be reading from the book of Psalm 145, starting at verse 13. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is trustworthy in all his promises and faithful in all he does. The Lord upholds all who fall and lifts up all who bow down. The eyes of all look to you, and you give them their food at the proper time. Your open hand, you open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and faithful in all he does. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth shall speak in praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise his holy name forever and ever. Amen. So we come to lift up the name of Jesus today. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. And let's praise his name. Amen. He's worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let us pray, please. Lord God, we thank you for this day. Father God, we thank you for everything that you are to us, God. You are the source of everything that we need, God. Father God, you deserve all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise, God. So, God, we come today with thanksgiving in our hearts, God, with praise on our lips, God. Oh, Father God, we owe it all to you, God. And, Father God, we just thank you for being so merciful, so loving, so faithful, so kind to us, God. Oh, Father God, I ask that you would bless our pastor today as he brings the word. Oh, Father God, I ask that you would just touch every person here today in the sanctuary and those watching at home, God. Oh, Father God, we invite you in today, God. God, the presence of the Lord is here, God. And we just thank you, God. We are grateful and thankful. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. We serve an absolutely wonderful God who is worthy of all praise. Uh, You can be seated for just a moment. 
let me welcome those who are here in the sanctuary. We are glad that you've chosen to worship with us, uh, especially those who don't consider themselves officially a part of the Mount Calvary family. We are so glad you're here. Um, if you don't mind, if you're able, would you stand so that we can see who you are and where you are if you're in the building and, and, uh, and a visitor this morning. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you all. Mount Calvary, make them feel welcome, would you? Let's sing to them. Come on. Here we go. We welcome you into Mount Calvary, this house of worship. So glad you came. Exalt his name. Let's lift him up together. Thank God we're here from far and near. The Lord has brought us this far. And with the love of Christ we are transforming lives. That's what we're about. Revealing the glory of God's kingdom. And here's how we're doing it. Through the power of Jesus. With diversity, with excellence, prayer and integrity, we welcome you. We welcome you. Welcome. Welcome. You all be seated. Some of my brothers are here from Wright State University. Pi Phi chapter of the Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, the greatest fraternity in the world. We're glad you're here, good brothers. Um, Chalisa Brown, are you in town? You're here? Hey, Miss Chalisa, good. welcome home. Good to see you. Good to see you. Good. Let me tell you a couple things, and then we'll get into worship. Um, don't forget that tomorrow at 11.30 a.m., tomorrow at 11.30 a.m., um, Brother Herb Battle, Miss Rosalind Battle's husband, will be funeralized. The funeral will be here at the church tomorrow at 11.30. Oh, it's at the funeral home. Thank you. Uh, at H.H. Roberts on Gettysburg Avenue tomorrow at 11.30 a.m. The family will receive friends at 10.30 uh, let's support with our presence if possible and most certainly with our prayers also then on Tuesday at uh, 1 p.m. at the VA uh, will be the graveside service for Mrs. Marguerite Lawson Tuesday at 1 o'clock at the VA uh, Ms. Brenda is asking that we would just meet at the big statue uh, going up the hill um, sometime between 12.30 and 1 uh, since the VA is on a pretty tight schedule um, so that we can be ready at 1 o'clock. If you would, keep both of those families in your prayers. Uh, that would be wonderful. Um, the Burks, you all, have, uh, you all have something to say? All right, good. Uh, Deacon and, and Sister Burks are going to come, and, uh, and then we'll head on into our worship experience.
richest one. Good morning, Mount Calvary family and friends. We are Charles and Linda Burks, and we are here uh, for the Married Couples Ministry virtual gathering from the convenience of your home. All that to say is that uh, small groups will be doing uh, a marriage uh, workshops. It'll be done virtually. You can call Brother or Elder Damone for more information. We're taking even single people. Though, if the other part of the, the other person in the couple is not willing or ready to come yet, we welcome you as long as you are married. Uh, there'll be a fee for uh, uh, the materials, or which are optional. It's open to all married couples. Um, and we will do this virtually from the convenience of your home. And some of the guidelines that we have are uh, what is said in the group stays in the group. Even if someone in the group wants to pray for another, they must be in the group. Now, if your marriage is in trouble, this is the group for you. If your marriage is not in trouble, this is the group for you. That's us. We'll talk about marriage God's way, and we will have lots of fun. So if you please call Elder Damone at 937-607-5262. Uh, and the flyer should be posted. Hopefully we'll have, there it is. You can get that number, or you can call the church. They'll give you the number to register. Hope to see you on Tuesday at uh, 7 o'clock, and uh, Brother Damone will let you know what to do. God bless you. Have a blessed day. Amen. All right. Thank you, Deacon and Sister Burks. We are ready to enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. We are ready to be thankful unto him and bless his name. If you're able, would you stand with us as we enter into his courts with praise? And sing with me. Can't nobody, come on, do me like Jesus. Can't nobody. That's it. Can't nobody. Like Jesus, He's mine. Come on and testify. Can't nobody. Can't nobody. Can't do me like Jesus. He's my friend. Heal my body. Heal my. Told me to run on. That's it. Heal my body.
told me to run on, heal my body. Told me to run on, he's picked me up, he picked me and turned me around. Oh, picked me and turned me around. Oh, he picked and turned me around, yes. He's my oh, can't nobody, can't no do me like the Lord, can't do me like Jesus. Oh, he's oh, can't nobody do me like Jesus. 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 Testify, pick me up and turn me around. Place my feet on solid ground. Oh, nobody, nobody. Nobody, nobody Nobody, nobody Nobody, nobody Oh, because he's my friend Oh, he's Yes, he's my Everybody clap your hands Isn't God good? Come on. I'm satisfied with Jesus. Satisfied with Satisfied with Jesus in my heart. Come on, say it. Satisfied with Jesus. Satisfied with Satisfied with Jesus in my heart. Oh yes, I'm satisfied with Jesus. Yes, I'm satisfied with Jesus in my heart. I'm satisfied with Jesus. Satisfied with Jesus. Satisfied with Jesus in my Oh, I got the Holy Spirit. Got the Holy Spirit. I've got the Holy Spirit in my Yes, I've got the Holy Spirit. Got the Holy Spirit in my heart. Oh, you can't make me doubt him. You can't make me doubt him. You can't make me doubt him in my heart. Oh, you can't make me doubt him. You can't make me doubt him. You can't make me doubt him in my come on, everybody clap your hands. Let's say it. What a mighty God we serve. Oh, what a mighty God we serve. The angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. Oh, what a mighty God we serve. Oh, what a mighty God. 
Califórnia Oh yes, I'm satisfied with Jesus Satisfied I'm satisfied with Jesus in my heart Oh, satisfied with Jesus Satisfied with Jesus in my heart Hallelujah Bless the Lord we praise the name of our God. Psalm 37 is where we're going. Psalm 37. Uh, Miss Sandifer, would you be prepared after, uh, after the invitation? Uh, Minister Tara, Deaconess Sandifer is going to come and make an announcement after the invitation. Good, thank you. Psalm 37, we're going back to? We're starting at verse 18 today. Psalm 37 verse 18 I'll read it from the King James Version first it'll be here on the screen and then I want us to take a look at the New International Version of the Holy Scriptures here's how it reads the Lord knoweth the days of the upright and their inheritance shall be forever they shall not be ashamed in the evil time and in the days of famine they shall be satisfied. The blameless spend their days, NIV, under the Lord's care, and their inheritance will endure forever. In times of disaster, they will not wither. In days of famine, they will enjoy plenty. Verses 18 and 19 of Psalm 37, you may be seated. As we continue our study of Psalm 37, let us turn our attention this morning to the providence of God. Thank you. The providence of God. That's the title of this message. Say it with me. The providence of God. Providence. That's not a word that most of us use every day. That's what I call a spelling list word. It's one of those words that you would see on your children's spelling list. It's a relatively big word, but its meaning is really simple. Providence is defined as the foreseeing care and guidance of God over the creatures of the earth. It is the concept of an all-knowing God directing the affairs of the universe. It refers to God's care and direction. David put it like this. The earth is the Lord's, Psalm 24, and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. In Winston translation, God is in charge. Is there anybody in this sanctuary today who is just grateful that God is still on the throne? <laughs> Anybody who's joining us on the live who can testify that God is still running things. I mean, that's just good to know that I don't have to worry. I don't have to be anxious. I don't have to live in fear. 
because the Lord watches over me. In 1905, a school teacher and, uh, and preacher's wife named Sevilla Martin, she wrote it like this. Why should I feel discouraged? And why should the shadows come? Why should my heart feel lonely and long for my heaven and home? Why? When Jesus is my portion, a constant friend is he. His eye is on the sparrow. So I know he watches me. Here's the conclusion, the conclusion that she came to. So I sing. I sing because I'm happy. I can sing because I'm free. His eye is on the sparrow and I know he watches me. If you are grateful, why don't you take just a little time right now and thank God for his providence, for his guidance, for his care, for the fact that he never sleeps, never slumbers. As I have mentioned throughout this study, the psalmist here is teaching us several lessons about the righteous and the wicked. David instructs us, he enlightens us, he illumines the providence of God in these two short verses. First of all, by suggesting that we have, number one, we have a sovereign who sees. We have a sovereign who sees. I don't plan to be long today. It's in the text. Let me show you. Verse 18 starts out, the Lord knoweth. The Lord knows. Stop right there. By now, if you've been studying with us, you know that when you see the word Lord in your Bible in all caps, it is referring to the proper name of God, the name which the Jews considered too holy to be uttered or pronounced. It is the name which we call Jehovah, meaning the self-existent one, the God who just is, who is, who was, and who always will be. The God who didn't need any help getting here. He wasn't born. He wasn't created. He just is. You remember when Moses was being commissioned and he asked God, whom shall I say sent me? And God said, tell Pharaoh that I am sent you. I am everything you need me to be before you know you need it. I am. John the Revelator recorded him saying, I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. The prophet Isaiah recorded the word of the Lord in chapter 44 at verse 6 saying, I am the first and I am the last and beside me there is no God. And then Jesus comes along in the New Testament all throughout John's gospel, John 6. He says, I am the bread of life. John 8, I am the light of the world. Before Abraham was, I am. John 10, I am the door. I am the good shepherd. John 11, I'm the resurrection and the life. John 14, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. John 15, I am the true vine. That's why he's sovereign because he doesn't need anybody outside of himself to be who he is he 
is the Lord. Nobody elected him. Nobody can recall him. Nobody appointed him. Nobody can impeach him. He's the supreme ruler. He is the absolute monarch. He has all authority. Nobody can put him on trial. You remember when Job got a little fly at the mouth with God, when he got a little mannish with God. You remember how God answered him. God said, Job, where were you when I laid the earth's foundations? Who, who's the one who marked off the dimension? Who shook the sea up behind doors who fixed its limits so that it could go this far and no further Job have you ever given orders to the morning Job have you ever told the sun to rise what is the way to the place where the lightning comes from do you know Job who cuts the channel for the torrents of the rain or the path for the thunderstorm do you give the horse its strength or clothe its neck with the beautiful mane does the hawk take flight by your wisdom and spread its wings at your word does the eagle soar at your command and build its nest where you tell it to and Job said I just had to put my hand over my mouth I have spoken but I won't speak again that's what he said all I'm trying to tell you is that God is sovereign he is the Lord and the text says the Lord knows the days of the upright. That word knows there is more than just to have knowledge. It carries with it the notion of seeing, of perceiving. Not just that he knows, but that he sees. And not just as a casual observer, but to see and to take care of. As a matter of fact, New Living Translation puts it like this. Day by day, the Lord takes care of the innocent. You heard how the NIV puts it. The blameless spend their days under the Lord's care. The Christian Standard Bible says the Lord watches over the blameless all of their days. In other words, we have a sovereign who sees. Isn't that good to know? commenting on this passage of scripture the great preacher and theologian Charles Spurgeon said no arrow can pierce us by accident and no danger can smite us by stealth saints there is nothing nothing in our lives that the Lord doesn't see and know let me ask you a question how can the enemy catch God off guard when he has to ask God's permission before he can do anything. God sees. God knows. Every tear you cry, every sigh of desperation, every heartache, the Lord knows. Even before you tell him about it, even before you pray about it, the Lord knows. Now let me point something out. Back in verse 13, you remember from last week, the Lord laughs at the wicked because he sees their destruction. He knows their day is coming. They flourish one day and then poof, they're going to be gone. But according to verse 18, uh, verse 18 says that he knows the way of the upright and our future looks bright. We have an inheritance that will last forever. Through all eternity, we have a sovereign who sees. 
um, let me see if I can help us understand it. I'm reminded of the story of Joseph. You all remember the story of Joseph the dreamer in the Old Testament, right? And all that he had to go through. I said had to go through. I said had to go through. Just because he shared some of his dreams with his family. You remember his brothers put him in a pit. Y'all remember that? Guess what? God knew it. They sold him into slavery. God knew it. Mrs. Potiphar tried to get with him and then lied on him. God knew it. He ended up in prison. God knew it. But Joseph ended up running Egypt and being able to provide for the same family that mistreated him. Because what they meant for evil, God meant for good. All I'm trying to tell you is whatever you are going through, God sees it. The way people are treating you at work or at home or at school or at church, God knows it. Sometimes you feel like you're fighting demons all night long. God knows it. Every single thing that has happened to you, the Lord knows it. And here is the good news. All things work together for good to them who love God, to them that are the call according to his purpose. The Lord knows the days of the upright and their inheritance shall be forever. In other words, don't lose heart. Don't get discouraged. Don't faint. For our light affliction which is but for a moment is producing for us an eternal weight of glory that's what Paul said 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 18 and then over in Romans chapter 8 he said I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not even worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us thank God we have a sovereign who sees the Lord knows the days of the upright and their inheritance shall be forever. But there is another lesson which is implied in the text. Keep reading. They shall not be ashamed in the evil time and in the days of famine they shall be satisfied. Stop there. I don't know if you caught it or not, but the psalmist lets us in on a fact of life and that is, suffering is sure. That's our second stopping point, that suffering is sure. Um, David here points to two time periods, two types of days. He points out evil days and famine. And what I notice is that he doesn't say, if evil times come. And he doesn't say, if famine comes. But the implication here is not if, but when. Because suffering is sure. Thanks to the fall of man way back in the garden, calamities come. Evil times come. Famine comes. That's why the Lord had Isaiah to write in chapter 43, when you pass through the waters I'll be with you hmm? when you go through the rivers 
they won't overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you won't be burned. If you'll allow me just to borrow from the old saints who told us all you have to do is just keep on living. And at some point, we all pass through some waters. At some point, often at several points, we all walk through some fire. Even Jesus warned us in this life, you shall have tribulation. I even noticed in his prayer lesson when he was teaching his disciples to pray. Remember he said pray like this. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and deliver us from evil. Did you catch that? He did not say keep us from evil. He said deliver us. That is rescue us. That is snatch us out. That is draw us close. Jesus doesn't even instruct us to pray that the Father would keep us from evil but that we would be delivered from evil. It's the same reason that the psalmist wrote God is our refuge and strength a very present help in trouble because I'm learning I am learning I'm learning I'm learning that trouble is a part of life calamities will come suffering is sure and saints we don't have to look you don't have to look around hard to find it because I've got I've got news for you it's not good news but it is news evil times are here Days of famine are upon us. Just check out Dayton's headlines over the past few years. Trotwood tornado, the effects of which still haunt people to this day. The Oregon district shooting. The Klan rally, that's all in one year. A worldwide health crisis called COVID-19 and then all of the variants from that. Police shootings. School shootings. Mass shootings. And then, what I don't understand, and y'all know the governor's my friend, but I just don't get it. In response to all these shootings, our legislature and governor thinks it's a good idea to say, forget it. You don't even need a permit to carry conceal. What these are evil day. These are days when you need another part-time job just to keep gas in your tank. These are days when people who already live in food deserts now have even less access because of the cost of the food. Days when people will have to choose between groceries and gas. These are evil days. These are days when one man's greed and hatred can lead to the invasion and destruction of another entire country and spill the blood of innocence 
and cut off food and supply to countless people. These are evil days. Brothers and sisters, suffering is sure. But take heart. That's the bad news. But I can't leave you there. Because not only does David point out a sovereign who sees. Not only does he warn that suffering is sure, but thank God, in verse 19, and then I'm done, he illuminates, number three, a savior who satisfies. Are you glad that you have a savior who satisfies? Look at what David said. They, that is the righteous, that is the upright, they shall not be ashamed in the evil times. And in the days of famine, they shall be satisfied. That's the good news. That's Yes, evil times will come. Yes, suffering is sure. But thank God we have a Savior who satisfied. Listen to how the NIV puts it. In times of disaster, they will not wither. In days of famine, they will enjoy plenty. I'm just trying to get us to see that God may not keep us from evil but he will keep us in spite of evil. He may not protect the crop, but he will feed us even in the midst of famine. He may not keep us out of trouble, but he's a very present help in trouble. He may not keep us out of the storm, but he's our peace in the midst of the storm. He may not keep us out of the night season, but he will keep us until the morning comes. He may not keep us out of the valley of the shadow of death, but we don't have to fear any evil because he'll walk us through it. He may not keep us out of the fire, but he will get in there with us. He may not keep us away from the thorn, but the good news is his grace is sufficient. His strength is made perfect in weakness. I like the way Bill Ming sings it. Though the storm keeps raging in my life, and sometimes it's hard to tell the night from day, still that hope that lies within is reassured as I keep my eyes upon the distant shore. I know he'll lead me safely to the blessed place he has prepared. So if the storms don't cease, and just in case the winds keep blowing, <laughs> my soul is anchored in the Lord. We have a Savior who satisfies the saints. Now let me say something about who qualifies for this and I'll let you go. Because I know some of us, when we read it, we get scared of words like upright. We get scared of words like the innocent, the blameless, the righteous. And we get scared legitimately because we know who we are and we know what we've done. And yes, God knows it too. He knows what we've done. But can I tell you what he did? God made him who knew no sin 
to become sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Can I tell you what he did? When we were yet without strength, Christ died for the ungodly. Can I tell you what he did? For God, I'm trying my best to hold on to my senses. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. God gave him to be led up Calvary's hill. God gave him to hang on Calvary's cross. God gave him to die so that we might live. The Bible says that whosoever believeth on him should not perish but have everlasting life. And then the Bible has the nerve to say, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things have passed away. Check this out. All things are become new. Do you know what that means? That means when the Bible talks about the upright, look at somebody and point to them and tell them that's you. When the Bible talks about the blameless, find somebody else and point to them and tell them that's you. When the Bible talks about the righteous, point to yourself and say, that's me. When the Bible talks about the innocent, I know I've done some things, but thank God, because of Jesus, that's me. Because those whom God foreknew, he predestined to become like Jesus. Somebody shout, that's me. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. Somebody shout, that's me. And those whom he justified, them he also glorified. Somebody shout, that's me. So what shall we say then in response to all of this? If God be for us, <laughs> who can be against us? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation uh-uh shall distress no no will persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword no in all these things in all these things in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us for I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor demons nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord that's the providence of God that's the providence of God that's the all-seeing eye of God that he watches over you and he watches over me the old saints used to sing 
all night and all day. <laughs> the angels keep watching. That's why I'm still here. It's only God's providential care. It's because he cares. He cares for me. I know y'all get tired of me telling you what my daddy used to say. But I only have one thing in response to say. Check this out. My daddy used to say, I trust in God. Wherever I may be upon the land or on the rolling sea for come what may from day to day my heavenly father he watches over me I trust in God I know he cares for me on mountain bleak or on the stormy sea though billows roll he he keeps my soul and my heavenly father he watches over me so let covid come let the variants come let putin come let trump come back it doesn't matter whatever may be my heavenly father my heavenly father ah, glory my heavenly father he watches over me and that's not just me that's for my children and that's for my children's children that's my whole household my heavenly father I'm in his care, I'm in his hands, and can't nobody, can't nothing pull me out of his hands. Nobody, 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 no demon in hell can pry open the hands of the almighty God. If they wanna get to me, they gotta go through my daddy I'm in his hands shout I'm in his hands shout I'm in his hands hallelujah 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 that's why I can keep on shouting that's why I can keep on singing. That's why I can keep on dancing. That's why I can keep on praising. Because no matter what happens, no matter what happens, I know everything. Everything is going to be all right. I wish you would get your phone and text somebody i wish you would get on facebook get on twitter and tell somebody everything is gonna be all right go on to sleep tonight rest tonight don't worry about it because everything
it's gonna be all right oh i wish i wish we didn't have restriction right now i i wish we weren't on six feet restriction just yell at somebody across the sanctuary and tell them god's got you god's got you I'm in his care. God's got you. Take me to E flat, would you? I trust in God. Wherever I may be, upon the land or on the rolling sea, for come what may. From day to day, my heavenly Father watches over, over me. He makes the rose an object of his care. He guides the eagle through the pathless air and surely he he remembers me my heavenly father watches over over me I trust in God I know he cares for me on mountain bleak or on the stormy Oh, billows roll. He keeps, he keeps my soul. My heavenly Father watches I trust in God I know he cares for me on mountain bleak 
or on the stormy Come on. I trust in God. I know he cares for me. I know he cares for me. On mountain bleak, on mountain bleak, or on the stormy seas, or on the stormy seas. Come on. Oh, pillows roll. Say it, he keeps my soul. He keeps my soul. Everybody together, my heavenly father, my heavenly father watches. Oh, the Also, if you're watching at home and you want to be saved today, just call us, send us a text on Facebook or however you would like to communicate with us and someone will respond to you. Thank you, Lord. If you're in the sanctuary today, 
you have already accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you're saved and you know where you're going for eternity and you'd like to become a part of the Mount Calvary Nation, raise your hand right where you are and one of the ushers will come. If you're watching us at home and you'd like to be a part of the Mount Calvary Nation, let us know. So if we're all saved, we know we're saved, let the church say amen. amen. At this time, Sister Sandifer has an announcement. Good morning, Mount Calvary. We need you. I know you're saying, uh-oh, she's talking about money. Deacon Sanford put me up to this. The Epilepsy Foundation has kicked off his walk to end epilepsy across the country. The walk is on May 7th. We are proud to have our own Dr. Crystal Hagens. I don't know if Crystal is here this morning. Crystal, you here? As the executive director of the Epilepsy Foundation. And Mount Calvary has joined the walk to raise money for those people living with epilepsy. Many of you know it as seizures. Take heed of this. One out of 26 people will be diagnosed with epilepsy in their lifetime. There are almost 140,000 people living with epilepsy. I had a seizure when I was 40 years old, just out of the blue, but praise God, been able to maintain it with the care of medications. Thank you, Jesus. Epilepsy does not discriminate. African American and Hispanics are nearly 40% of those persons diagnosed with epilepsy. Approximately 578,000 African Americans and non-Hispanics are living with epilepsy. More than 25,000 new cases are diagnosed each year. Safety is our priority in this walk, so we are offering different ways that you can join us and participate in this event to raise money. We invite everyone to join with family, friends, and colleagues. You can join us on May 7th at Fifth Third uh, Field, and more information is going to be coming about that. Or you can opt to just walk at home. Or you can do it in your neighborhoods, whatever you prefer, in order to help us to save monies. So I want you to join with others in person or walk your way to make an impact in epilepsy. Mount Calvary has made a vow that we would raise $5,000. This is our first time ever doing this, just $5,000. So there's going to be a link if you go on and you look on the website and you just pull up Team Mount Calvary. There's going to be a link there that you just go in and then you can go ahead and make a donation of however, how much you want to give, okay? And or if you just want to support somebody else. If you would prefer to just hand uh, me some money, then I will make certain I give it to Crystal and that it is also then given to the Epilepsy Foundation. Additional information is forthcoming and I thank you very much. Amen. It's offering time. Amen. 
there are several ways to give here at Mount Calvary. Um, give Lift Live, it's an application app you put on your phone. It's very simple to do. Also, we have um, Cash App, dollar sign, M-T-C-A-L-M-B-C. And we have Text to Give. We have a new number for Text to Give. It's 855-90-80-710. So make a note of that. We have a new text to give. Also, at the end of service, our deacons will be in the back with the basket to collect your offering. Amen. If all hearts and minds are clear, please let us stand for the benediction. After the benediction, would you please remain in your seats and the ushers will dismiss you and there will be a short video from Mountain Media. Let us pray. Lord God, we just thank you for this day, God. We thank you for your word today, God. We thank you for our pastor, God. Father God, continue to bless Mount Calvary. Father God, we need you, God, and we thank you for your providence, God. Father God, we thank you for watching over us, God. We thank you for protecting us, pro providing for us, God, just being everything that we need, God. Now unto him who is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before his throne. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power forever. Let the church say amen. continued generosity. Your financial contributions help to transform lives, to reveal the glory of God's kingdom. For your convenience, you can use the Giveify app on your smartphone, the Cash app, or if you're in the Dayton, Ohio area, you may drop off your contribution at the Mount Calvary Church at the address shown. Thank you for worshiping virtually with us today. We look forward to being able to worship together in person soon. Until then, in the words of Pastor Sam, just live.